2: Yes, it is Thursday all day. Good morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast Club. Hopefully, you're having a great day. I was a little late this morning, but I, I mean, I'm on time. But no, I was yeah, running you... late.
3: Okay.
2: And that was because uh, after the show today, we have a photo shoot, and I forgot when I left the house this morning. Oh, you had to get your jewels. I had to go back and go get some jewelry. I forgot. I just I, when I say totally forgot, I totally forgot about this photo shoot. The one
3: they sent us ten texts
2: about. Absolutely. Totally. Okay. Totally. Totally forgot.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But anyway, how's everything ye?
3: Uh, everything's good. Everything's good. I, what, what did I do yesterday? I don't even remember.
2: No, I was out in uh, Atlantic City yesterday. You know, um, we're having a I seminar this weekend it. in Atlantic City where we're teaching people how to invest in real estate. But not only that, it's a two-day seminar. We actually take people oh. to different properties. So we get buses. We we you know put you in a different property, show you how much work each property needs, and it goes from ten thousand dollar properties to a hundred thousand dollar properties to vacant lands to multi units. So it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. So we were out there, you know, looking at and scouting different places, and even looking to invest some some money as well. So we were out in Atlantic City. And Atlantic City is like a two-hour, a two and a half-hour drive from New York. So it's a long little run.
3: Two and a half hours? About no, no, two it's and a half not. hours in traffic. Yes, it is. Oh, in traffic, oh, maybe. Yeah. I was like, it never took me two and a half hours to get to Atlantic all City. All right, Speedy Gonzalez. No, all right, but anyway, I, this is what I did yesterday. So I'm taking part in this documentary, right, about mm-hmm. food. It's the same people who did What the Health. Okay. I know you saw What the Health, Mm -hmm. right? So I was learning a lot of things about the food that we eat and how that's tied to government and finances, which is something that I'm sure if you watch What the Health, you already know about. And uh, I know they're vegan. I'm not vegan. Mm -hmm. But I've been doing better as far as uh, making sure that I pay attention to what I'm putting in my body. So when you learn these things, if you haven't seen What the Health, you need to watch it because it will definitely make you stop eating certain things, you know? And I always feel like if you know better, you do better.
2: I always start. I always be like, you know what? This week, I'm going to start off right and then I'm with somebody that's eating effed up so I start eating effed up but I... I always restart on Monday. So right. Maybe next Monday I'll start I think day. it's just
3: things that you can do that's better. Like if you see what cheese is and you'll be like, okay, and you ex- and you can understand why cheese is so addictive and why you're not supposed to be having dairy and anything that comes from a cow and how the cows are raised and treated and why all of that stuff is not good for us. It will make you rethink things and maybe even cut back on certain foods. Yeah,
2: it's them damn trolleys. Them damn trolleys and them damn chuckles is what messed me up. Chuckles, chuckles. you Like know, the like, candy, yes. And trolleys, the candy. You don't see the trolley, like the trolley worms, the trolley octopus, the James Harden trolleys, and all that. You don't never eat trolleys. No, I don't even know what that is. Oh,
3: trolleys. Oh, trolleys. Oh,
2: they, oh, trolleys. I, don't I know was what like
3: called. trolley, like a train. <laughs> no, trolleys. I do not know, know what, they what Envy was talking about. And they got them in the okay. Five
2: Below store, only a dollar at the Five Below store. That's like, you
3: know it's not good. I know. And the difference between, They're and good. I always try to explain They're to people so the difference between artificial sugar and natural sugar from fruits. Cause you know I have the pressed juice company, and we have the juice bar, and sometimes people will be like, "There's too much sugar." But the reason why is it's it's natural sugar from fruits, which is not bad for you. Okay. So people just have to understand the difference.
2: All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Kim the god, will be joining us yes. on this Throwback Thursday.
3: That's going to be exciting. He has a book
2: out. He has a book out. Rakim was Sweat probably the technique. one of the first concerts my parents ever took me to. was Run DMC, Rockham and LL Cool J at Madison Square Garden.
3: Wow, that's exciting. That
2: was definitely exciting. I mean, our seats were so damn high. We really couldn't really see much. But and you the, were
3: 17?
2: I definitely wasn't 17. <laughs>
3: I, was I definitely like, really? wasn't 17.
2: But I was I was a little young, and I, re- I just remember that just seeing them on stage and the crowd and everybody rocking. But I really couldn't see because we were, like, in the section, <laughs> like, damn near touching the roof. But you
3: didn't sit on your dad's show? to watch.
2: I was so high, that would have made it even worse. Like, it was <laughs> high as hell. That
3: was nice of them to take you to that. But though. I was just
2: excited. They it, my, my, they didn't really want to go because hip hop, and they was like, I don't want to go see this hip, hip, hippity hippity hop, but I was so into it that they took me and I just remember it for the first time and it was ill because this weekend, I got a chance to take my daughter to see Chance the Rapper. And I, I watched, I'm going to post it in a second. I watched her uh, rapping his lyrics and I was like damn that's how I was rapping Run DMC back in the day at LL Cool J so I'm gonna post it it just made me feel good like damn, I got a chance to take my daughter to one of her first concerts
3: and look I got a ghost face t-shirt today supreme clientele
2: there you go alright well let's get the show cracking. front page news what are we talking about
3: uh, we are gonna be talking about of course Donald Trump and what's happening now with this whole impeachment because they do have the transcript of that phone conversation with the president of Ukraine.
2: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good Morning, everybody. It's DJ M V Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in Thursday night football, the Eagles take on the Green Bay Packers. Now, what else are we talking about, Yeezy? Uh,
3: we are gonna talk about what happened in these transcripts, right, that were released with Donald Trump's phone call mm-hmm. to the Ukrainian president mm-hmm. and whether or not there was some wrongdoings here. So, looks like there are some things that are quite impeachable here. Okay. Uh, So, let's get into it. Now, according to these transcripts, uh, Donald Trump, and we have the exact transcript here and what was said, Mm -hmm. uh, told Ukrainian President Zelensky, I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say, CrowdStrike, I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. And he goes on... uh, to ask, He said, I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good, and he was shut down, and that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that, the way they shut your very good prosecutor down, and you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was the mayor of New York City, a great mayor, and I would like him to call you. I will ask him to call you along with the attorney general. And basically, he was asking to uh, have them check into... Uh, Why the country's prosecutor apparently had ended an investigation of the business dealings of Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, who served on the board of Ukrainian Gas Company. And he also wanted them to look into uh, Joe Biden as well. So
2: very impeachable things.
3: Yeah, because you're trying to influence an upcoming election. Correct. And then in addition to that, the other issue was him uh, withholding aid, $400 million that was allocated for Ukraine and withholding that until he got the information that he wanted.
4: And hey, let's be clear. Uh, I was watching, you know, AOC on CNN last night. And I mean, this is something that everybody's saying. Trump has had a lot of impeachable offenses in the last two, three years. Correct. This is just another one. All right. This is the biggest one. One of the biggest ones. It's not even the the biggest one. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's just another one to add to a long list. Because like I've been saying, people have not been paying attention. And the reason they haven't been paying attention is because nobody has been acting like what Trump is doing is wrong.
3: All right. So if you
4: continue to do wrong and nobody acts like it's wrong, then it gets
2: normalized.
3: Then the whistleblower complaint against Trump has been declassified also. So they expect all of that to come out today. And the whistleblower has tentatively agreed to testify as long as they get appropriate clearances to attend the hearing. So that's the person who initially filed a complaint with the intelligence community inspector general, which includes allegations about Donald Trump's conduct. So he is going to tentatively agree to meet with congressional lawmakers. Now, here is what Donald Trump had to say after that transcript was released.
1: It's the single greatest witch hunt in American history, probably in history, but in American history, it's a disgraceful thing. Uh, the letter was a great letter, meaning the letter revealing the call. Uh, that was done at the insistence of myself and other people that read it it
5: was a friendly letter there was no pressure the way you had that built up that call it was going to be the call from hell it turned out to be a nothing call other than a lot of people said
1: i never knew you could be so nice that's a damn lie <laughs>
4: <laughs> so my trump God. trump has had at least 10 impeachable offenses man obstructing justice profiting from the presidency you know uh, abuse of power uh, attacking the free press. Like, it's a lot of different reasons they can impeach Trump. This is just the latest. All
3: right. Well, that is your front page news, and we'll have more for you on that this morning.
2: Violating campaign finance laws. This is a long list of reasons. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, or maybe you feel positive. You want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The
4: Breakfast Club.
2: Hello, who's this? This is Brandy. Hey, Brandy. Get it off your chest, Brandy. Okay, I have a question. I've been listening to y'all for a long, 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 long
0: time, and I just love y'all so much. And y'all have had a lot of celebrities on there, legends and everything. How come y'all ain't had Queen Beyoncé on there? Have y'all ever tried to
3: reach out to her? Beyonce?
4: Have you have you seen Beyoncé do any interviews in the past nine years?
3: Any radio interviews? That's my, that's my point. You guys could be like the first. Uh, <laughs> can you you, can you call her for us? Yeah, can yeah. you set it up?
4: Clearly, Beyonce's not doing interviews because she doesn't want to. <laughs> all right, Beyonce can do what the <laughs> hell she wants. we
5: gotta be so beefy,
2: y'all. It's just the truth. Why don't you call her for us, please?
5: Have, you, have y'all have y'all ever
0: tried to reach out to her people though? Like nope. seriously, have y'all? We want you that? to do it.
4: We actually don't reach out to nobody's person. We don't have the Bre- Fun fact: the Breakfast Club has never had a booker. Like we don't have it. We don't have a publicist. We don't have somebody who reaches out to artists on our behalf and tries to get them on. Not at all.
0: Oh, so they people reach out to y'all.
4: That is a fact. Correct.
3: See. Oh, well, y'all should tell Beyonce she should come on there. Hey, we'll, we'll reach out to her just for you.
4: We'll think about it. We'll have a meeting about it and decide if we ever would want to have Beyonce <laughs> up here. Okay, you even know though
3: you are Oprah, Oprah Winfrey
0: Knowles Carter Jada Pinkett.
4: Uh, hey, hey, my, <laughs> my last name is Pinkett Smith Winfrey Knowles Carter. Get it right. Have a good um, one, mama.
0: You too. <laughs> Keith. What up, Keith? Hey, what's going on? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, man, the day before yesterday, I woke up in the morning. I had a direct deposit for $9,500 in my account. Doesn't say where it came from. Wow,
3: I don't
2: know where it came from, but I'm spending. Don't you spend it. Hey, prayer, prayer answers things. Bro. Don't you spend it. You get, know what you do? You get ready to
3: give it back. You prayer invest works. it. You mm-hmm.
2: invest it so when they come back, you made money off the money that they gave you. Prayer works, bro. What bro. bank is it?
3: Bank of America. But I already changed
0: banks already and just uh, my phone number. So. <laughs> yeah,
3: they'll never find you. Bro, they'll find
0: you. <laughs> do me a favor. Works. Just, just invest said. that
2: money. Act like you didn't have it. Invest it. <laughs> Look at stocks and bonds. Look at real estate. Look at something. And then when they come back for their money, you can get them back their money, but you'll still make off off the off their money. You would have made money off their money.
4: They're gonna use this phone call as evidence against you, but just remember prayer works, bro. You prayed for a blessing and God delivered.
3: Change your social security number too. <laughs> All right,
2: thank y'all. He's going <laughs> to jail, I can tell. Rod. Anyway. Hey, what's up? What's up, Rod? Get off your chest. Yeah, I was I watched that video of Charlemagne's Prince story where he said
0: Prince floated away.
2: Mm-hmm. I always wonder if you guys back that story up too. You and Leslie, you. Okay, I'll be honest with you, bro. I was there, and he then did float. Happens. He did float away. I don't <laughs> be lying, bro. <laughs> no, I, I swear. And Charlemagne tried to sneak a picture, and he sneak He snuck the picture, and we ran back in the room. We looked at the picture, and then the picture was gone.
4: The picture was in my phone for about 25 seconds. It literally showed Prince. He had on a purple, purple oh, yeah, light cape, really. and he was walking away. And he was—you could see—he was clearly off the ground. And about thirty seconds later, that my, the, where, where the picture was in my phone, it was just a
0: black space. <laughs> I see it—a black square.
3: And believe you bent that up? Yeah, his feet weren't on the ground.
0: Come on! Now was he wearing a cape
3: where
2: he could have been on the hovercraft or something? The hovercraft?
3: <laughs> no, he wasn't on his feet, weren't touching the ground.
2: And this was like what five thirty in the morning, six in the morning. It was early in the morning. <laughs> Nobody was in the hallway wow. but Prince and two females. Okay, I, I believe it now. I didn't when I just heard Charlemagne say it, but since he's
0: backing up, I guess I do believe
2: it now. <laughs> All right, bro. All right. Have a good day. They gotta have video camera because there's, there's cameras out there. We should pull up the ca- try to get the camera on. That yeah. was like
4: nine years ago, eight. You
2: think nine-
3: they still have
2: that footage? It was about seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hello. Who's this? Yo, it's Jesse. Jesse, what's up? Get it off your chest. What's up? Good morning, DJ I want I want to call out Charlemagne today. Why you wanna call him out? Talk to me. Everybody wants to call out Charlamagne, but Charlamagne,
0: you always say your contract is on 605. I want to see you post that contract
4: on social media. Why would I ever post my contract on social media? You really think I'm one of these new digital d***heads, don't
0: you? That got to post nah, everything. I want to see, see proof. I want to see proof of your contract. What does it matter to you? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's your only reasoning. That's your only reasoning for you being late. If if your contract is really true, then well, all right, you you could be at 605. But I want to hear that. Yo, 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 yo.
4: All right. But take my word for it when I tell you my contract's at 605, okay? I
0: can't believe it. <laughs> all right, man. That's what, his that, word. that's what your
4: daddy said when he found out you was his.
2: Goodness gracious. Hello, who's wow. this?
0: <laughs> This is Abe McKinnon from Cliami, Georgia.
2: Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest.
0: Yeah, I just wanna say, uh, I'm just disappointed in Charlemagne. You know, he he gives out all this good advice, but then when people telling him about coming in on time, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord, here <laughs> he we go. backpedal. So my now, contract says six oh five. Hold on, hold on, Charlemagne. My thing is right now that now that you even coming in late, you don't wanna do your yo 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 and you wanna backpedal. But then now you just just in the conversation without greeting the people, and I think that that's very
4: rude. Slide
3: in like you was here the whole time. <laughs> Listen, yeah, man, we've been doing this, every, cool. day I, I, been
0: this every day for nine years.
4: It's a
3: continuous conversation.
0: No, you just but you still should greet the people. Well, hello, sir. I'm how I'm are the, you, my brother? I, too late, peace, King. How I'm you fine. doing? I'm fine, bro. And I and I love you, man. And I, I love, love you more, bro. my brother. But at least greet the people. If you don't want to do yo 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 yo, and people telling you this, and then you're gonna backpedal, I know you will. Well listen, greet the people before you come into the conversation. That's
4: all I ask. All right. Peace peace to all the kings and queens out there. Good morning. Salutations. How are you? We got Rock on the show today. Did we, we say said you that already?
2: Okay. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's your day, man? DJ. DJ, what's the matter, bro? Hello. What's going on? Man, I'm just mad that every day you gotta get up. and you
3: miss one day of work, then go to light bill. Well, don't miss one day <laughs> don't
2: at work. Miss day of work man. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the way. <laughs> you, you late then. I can tell you late. Uh, nah, you thought about nah, not nah, going. be there about 7. Okay. Then how far are you away? Uh, I'm at the gas station right now, about five minutes away. Oh, okay. Well, you good then. You
3: early.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got to stop at McDonald's too. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to be late. Why are you going to McDonald's and not Chick-fil-A? <laughs> Man, I don't
2: want that expensive stuff. Then I just <laughs> so with that expensive stuff. Man, that chicken biscuit you with egg bills and to cheese. You to pay,
4: okay? That chicken biscuit with egg and, I, and cheese be slamming.
2: Can I get ten on two? <laughs> ten on Dang two. It. Oh, you are at the gas station? Oh yeah. What kind of car are you driving, bro? Uh, 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 Ford. A truck or a car? Truck. You know that ten dollar ain't gonna get you by about to your <laughs> to your job, man. <laughs> <laughs> gas is so expensive. You leave for twenty dollars so you can get home, bro. Uh, I'm gonna do it when I get off. See, I knew it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Yeah, we got rumors on the way?
3: Yes. We'll tell you what rapper had to get a restraining order against his ex-girlfriend slash baby mom. Also, takashi 69 We uh, have an update on his situation. He doesn't want to go into witness protection. We'll tell you what his plans are.
2: Oh, boy. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast Club. I just want to say, Charlemagne just told me about something about uh, Pastor John Gray was doing. Salute to my guy, Pastor John Gray. That was old, though, man. I got. I'm, I'm just finding out. Yeah, I, just, I, I want to salute him. I didn't know. Most people, I, I'm sure, don't know. So like you know, when you go to church, you're supposed to give ties and you're supposed to give money, correct? Well, during one, I guess, I guess one was it. Thanksgiving? That was last Thanksgiving. Was it Thanksgiving around Thanksgiving time. It Thanksgiving when he when he was in church and he was having a uh, a sermon. He had money in the thing and said, if you need money, come, come up it. here and come get it. Come get what you want. Absolutely. Drop on the clues box for my man, Pastor John I grade. said, that's dope. I that said, but dope. also... You know, it kind of plays with you, because when you go up there, you be like, well, how much do you really need? And we ain't ask you about that. thousands of dollars you asking, in you, there. You're
4: asking extra questions. I mean, don't be greedy. Treat it like it's a buffet. You know, you go to somebody's house, and they got the food out. Yes. And it's, a, it's enough for everybody, if everybody eats a, a, a nice little sample. But you, you got, got that saying? one
2: auntie or that one cousin that's, that's going to eat
4: too much. Exactly. And they fat. And
2: that's why you got to look at them and see, that's why you're so big now. Goodness gracious. Shout out <laughs> to Pastor John Gray. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to y'all
0: <laughs> about time what's going on yes, yeah. rumor
2: report Rumor report. this is the rumor report
0: Talk to him.
2: with angela
0: yee on the breakfast club
3: well kanye took his sunday service to atlanta and t.i and two chains both came out t.i came of course with his wife tiny and two chains of course came with his wife keisha they were sitting front row and there was a picture that was circulating where t.i's face looks like he is not happy And he said, yeah, man, we must discuss what caused this look on my face in Sunday service expeditiously. And that's his podcast, of course. Now, Killer Mike was on his podcast. And here is what T.I. had to say about the pastor, Jamal Bryant.
2: I cut my fellowshipping short at Magic City. To go to church. (laughs) To go Uh and get me 45 minutes of sleep. Yeah. To get up and drive out here to be accosted. And uh, basically exploit it. Finesse after some money. Jamal already raised the offering. Yeah. When we sat down, it's like they rung
0: the red bell at the Players Club.
4: I understand where Ti is coming from. That's from his expeditiously podcast with Killer Mike. But it wasn't just the fact that they were asking for tithes and offerings, because that's what churches do. They ask for a specific amount. They ask for they ask for people to give a thousand dollars. All right, like, so, don't ask for a certain amount. What you here, mean? Here's that's what, what the pastor asked. The pastor was like, okay, everybody, here, I need a thousand dollars. So man.
3: let me <laughs> let me read you Pastor Jamal Bryant's response. He said to my comrades. Uh, T.I. and Killer Mike, let me first say I appreciate your unwavering commitment to the empowerment of this generation. And then he goes on to list the things that that money goes for. He said, I don't want Sunday to be used as further ammunition as to why people don't go to church without them knowing at the same church we gave 5,000 pairs of new back-to-school shoes to kids of Atlanta or that we spearheaded 9 million campaign to support Bennett College or that we build out non-violent offenders or that we partnered with Delta to send cargo to Bahamas for hurricane relief or that we partnered with, the Ham- with Hampton University to play 95 displaced students, or that we fed the furloughed workers for two weeks while the government was shut down, or that we went into housing projects to feed kids of DeKalb County during spring break. He goes on to talk about how he never asked for a donation from them for those projects, but he said, The reality is, when I came to New Birth nine months ago, I was met with a $30 million debt that must be paid so that we can be free to do real community development like affordable housing, entrepreneur workspace, and medical clinics. So, that was his explanation. He said, as black men, I hope we can come together expeditiously to find common ground to build.
4: I have no problem with the churches asking for money, okay? We know that the collection plate coming around a few times. I have no problem even paying the pastor's salary, especially if the pastor's fired. But don't ask for a certain amount. Yeah, don't ask for no certain you amount. Can't say, can't you can't ask say,
2: I want $1,000. You should ask what I can give, or, yes. or hopefully, can you give a little more? But don't ask me for a, a direct certain amount. amount. Yes.
4: I will say, when I went to Potter House, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes Church in Dallas, I felt like I didn't have enough because his sermon was so
3: fire. Really? Well, T.I. responded, oh. Nothing but love and respect for you, Jamal Bryant. I'm still shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder in the struggle with you. part of my progress. You, you know God still has me under construction. Our views may differ on some matters, but we are both aligned and move in unison on behalf of our people. So he did say, I'm always willing to sit and fellowship with you or anybody else who institutes change and make significant steps to our progress for our people. Just
4: don't ask for a certain amount. Churches, come as you are and give what you got.
2: Oh, I just remember another pastor can. did that, too. He passed for $1,000. He asked for $1,000 for his Rolls Royce. I've seen that a few times. And the times. church started wilding out. But how do you ask for a specific amount? Don't ask for a specific amount. All right, Kanye all.
3: West, in the meantime, has delayed his Jesus is King release, according to reports. Uh, sources close to the situation told Billboard that West will no longer be dropping that project tomorrow. All right, Freddie Gibbs. His car got keyed up. I don't know if you guys saw these pictures, but apparently, according to legal documents that TMZ got, his baby mom, Raven Tatum, has been harassing him and his new girlfriend ever since him and Raven got into an argument back in August, and she knifed up his Benz and put a curse word on it, uh, the F word, on the side of his car and also slashed his tires. What's the F word? You know what the f word is? F? A curse, I said. Oh, fornication
4: under consent of the king. There you go. Oh,
3: okay. and then uh, according to Freddie Gibbs, he said she also got his girlfriend's contact information and started sending her text messages she, saying that he's cheating on her. And he got a restraining. He managed to get a restraining order. She, while she looked he like she
4: tried to scratch boy, but got tired because that's how, You know, when you digging into that paint, it's, it's hard. <laughs> so look, it's the F You see the beginnings? Of, oh no, it's a U. That's what it was. Oh yeah, that yeah that supposed was supposed to be F U. Yeah, she kind of got it. You can tell she got a little weak around the U part. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. I'm Angela
3: Yee, and that is your real. <laughs> oh, I'm starting
2: to get tired digging <laughs> into that paint. My <laughs> goodness, that's what it was. Aye, front page news. When we come back, what are we talking about?
3: You know what we're talking about, Donald Trump, uh. and these transcripts from his phone call with the president of Ukraine.
2: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout out to Two Dollar Steve. Right, mm-hmm. that's my guy. If you don't know who Two Dollar Steve is, he's a, a an attorney who I don't even know how much money. He
3: must take out at least a million dollars. $30,000 in... to $2 bills every year from the bank. Only
4: $30,000? It's got to be more than Yo, that. Nobody exaggerates like black people. A million dollars. He's about to go crazy. He takes out a million dollars in $2 bills. It's got to be more than 30000 He Why? gives $2 all day long to people. It's $2 envy. <laughs> and he gives you like six dollars
3: that's about 15,000 bills and it's not I mean, like he break down to, the math it's not like
4: he's giving <laughs> it to everybody in the room salute to my yes, guy he does Steve. give it to everybody in the room no he, he did, does no he gives it to people he knows he's not walking around just handing well, out well he actually does give it
3: to, it to strangers too because it it's supposed strangers to be good luck too? if
4: the strangers are sitting by you <laughs> no
3: he, I think he gives it to people at restaurants like yeah, just randomly yeah he does he gives it to
4: everybody I seem give it to everybody it out. ain't no million dollars no well, 2000, 2000 boy, boy, niggas!
3: That Boy, niggas gives listen, out 500,000 nigga, bills.
4: Cut it in half and then cut that in half.
3: Okay? <laughs> yeah. oh. right. Okay, let's move on. All right. And All right. by the way, happy birthday to my mom. Today's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, I got
2: Mommy. $2 for it. Happy birthday, Ye. <laughs> All right, well, let's get in the front page news. It's Thursday Night Football! The bum-ass Philadelphia Eagles take on the Green Bay Packers.
4: They are bums, though. They (laughs) wanted
2: two.
4: I mean, really, they are bums. They're really looking up at the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East. You know, all right.
2: Drop one of clues bombs for my Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else we talk about?
3: Well, they released a transcript of the call that Donald Trump had with President Zelensky from the from Ukraine. And you can see in that phone call that he is trying to get a favor for a favor because he's supposed to be providing them with some financial support, $400 million. And then Trump said, I would like you to do us a favor, though. And then he asked for them to start a corruption investigation connected to former Vice President Joe Biden, who, of course, is his Democratic rival. So this could benefit Donald Trump politically. And you're not allowed to do that. The exchange also uh, gave further evidence that the president sought to harness the power of the United States government to further a political investigation. So, in other words, he's using his own power to try to get something as a favor from another president in return that would benefit him when it comes to politics and the 2020 election. All right. So they're calling that a quid pro quo. Now, Donald Trump has denied these charges. And we played that for you earlier this hour. And then he appeared at a press conference along with Ukrainian President Zelensky and had this to say.
0: I think good uh, phone call. It was normal. We spoke about many things. And I, so, so I think, and you read it, that nobody pushed it, pushed me.
5: Yes. In other words, no pressure.
3: <laughs> All right. Now, the White House also accidentally sent talking points about what happened on that phone call to Democrats. Now, those talking points were not supposed to go to the Democrats. So it was basically telling them what to say.
4: Yeah, they were supposed to go to Fox News.
3: About Donald Trump's phone call. So they on code. <laughs> so the transcript uh, has a list of myths and what the president, what they wanted them to say about the president. They said what the president actually talked about was entirely proper. And then uh, there's a list of things that they are told to respond and say that it is entirely appropriate for the president to ask a foreign leader to investigate any connection between his country and attempted interference in the 2016 election. of the lie. Uh,
4: it, it, that was a lie, and, and it's been so many offenses, and this is just the latest impeachable offense. Like it's very important to know, like this is the latest, the latest impeachable offense. Okay, asking foreign officials to investigate political opponents, you can't do that. Not right, to mention now, obstruction of justice, profiting from the presidency, abuse of power, violating immigrants' rights to due process, violating campaign finance laws. It's been so many things he's done that are impeachable. Now here's
3: mm-hmm. Joe Biden on Jimmy Kimmel, and here's what he had to say about this whole Donald Trump Ukrainian president conversation and the impeachment.
4: The idea that someone would call. A head of a foreign state ahead of time withhold significant military aid that's badly needed in order to prevent the Russian separatists who are in Ukraine from taking over Ukraine, and then ask uh, basically, to "Can you cooperate with uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani's coming over?" and uh, talked about getting the Justice Department engaged in this. I mean, it's such a blatant uh, abuse of power that it's I don't think it can stand. I'm just happy Democrats are finally acting like what Trump is doing is criminal and wrong. Because when you don't act like something is wrong, the general public will think it's right. They'll think it's okay. The things that he's been doing is criminal. It's just Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats are being cowards and not moving on So I'm glad they're not being cowards. Well, well. the
3: Republicans are still standing with Trump, of course, and saying that there was nothing wrong with this. Not all of them. And that if them. you impeach the president over a phone call, this is a terrible not situation. Not all of them. Don't
4: say Republicans. That's a very you know, a, blanket a, statement. It's not all of them. A lot is, of Republicans saying the opposite. Mitt Romney and a lot of those guys are saying, no, this is very concerning. To impeach him? They're saying it's very concerning, and yes, this is an impeachable offense. You just see, uh, what's the black dude on Fox, Juan? Juan, oh, I can't remember one last name. He was Juan. saying last night, he was like, Yo, all y'all doing is screaming a bunch of talking points. If he actually did this, this is a crime. And they jumped, oh my God, they jumped on him so bad.
3: All right, well, that is your front page news. All right,
2: thank you, Miss Yee. Now, let me, let me ask you guys a question. Y'all remember the first concert y'all went to ever? Yes, I do. Who, who was it? 1998,
4: uh, Hard Knock Life Tour. Jay-Z, DMX, and Man, Red Man, Ja Rule came out. Beanie Siegel came out. Then uh, Bleak came out. They weren't, Ja Rule, Miff, and Beanie weren't popping, popping yet. Mm-hmm. But Jay was the headliner, and it was DMX and and Red were the opening acts. Mm-hmm. Charleston, South Carolina. Damn, what about you, Yee?
3: Mine is very random. Who was it? It was a heavy metal concert. Oh. It was Anthrax and Warrant. And my dad took me because it was free tickets from a client. And, you know, my dad likes anything that's free. Uh, so we went just because of that. I don't even think he knew who they were. <laughs> my, ask, me,
4: ask me a bet. Okay. Mine was Run DMC. Okay. LL Cool J. Okay. And Rock Him. All right. Now mm-hmm. ask me what's the first hip-hop song I ever
2: heard. What's the first hip-hop song? First
4: hip-hop song I ever heard. I was seven to eight years old. It was paid in full by Rock Him My cousin Tyrone McKelvey. Salute to Tyrone McKelvey. Mm-hmm. He let me listen to that uh, record in our Aunt Lottie's trailer. And that's when I, that was the first hip hop record I ever heard. And I've been in
2: love with that song ever since. Okay. Well, my pops took me to see Rakim in Madison Square Garden, run DMC at LL. And Rakim will be joining us when we come back.
4: That's why we, that's why your uncles and aunties are telling these old stories. That's right. Nice. Mm
3: -hmm. And I want to shout out to Angie Martinez since we're talking about old stories. Because her show actually premieres on T V tonight on Untold Stories of Hip Hop. Mm -hmm. And she's on tonight with Snoop Dogg and Cardi B.
2: Okay. All right. So, Rakim is up next. Yep, we'll keep right. with the, uh, the God, he's got a book out called uh, Sweat, Sweat the, the Technique. That's right. And we're going to do a, a mini mix, too. So let me know your favorite Rakim joints. And All your, your uncles and aunties
4: club. about to have a good time this morning. Learn something, club. kids. Good morning.
2: The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club, and we got a whole legend in the building man, this morning. a
4: whole legend. God MC. Thank,
2: Rakim. Thank you.
1: Rakim thank Allah. You Rakim. Peace love, y'all. Peace
2: love. How you
5: Welcome. feeling this morning, man?
1: Pretty good, man. A little early. You're not a morning guy, right? Not too much, man. <laughs> yeah. kind of slow,
5: but
2: uh, <laughs> you know what
1: I, mean? I had to get up for this, man. You know
2: we know we know. got a lot to talk about today. A lot. All right, this is it. history. Let's, so let's, let's start thank from the beginning. Gotcha. Rakim, as a, as a kid... Growing up, what got
1: you into hip-hop? Um, I was always into music um, before that. Played in a band, school band and all that. You know, music in the house, coming up as a kid. So when hip-hop came out, it was it just felt good. It just felt natural, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And uh, you know, I guess just my love for music, played instruments, kind of just poured over to hip-hop.
4: So let's, let's get to why he's here, okay? Mm-hmm. Because he has a book out, Sweat the Technique. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Why, why a book, why now? Because you are notoriously... Mysterious, yes, sir. So why yes, sir. a book? Why not? Never
2: does interviews. Never really see yeah, him.
1: Yeah. Not much. Not yeah, much.
3: Yeah, he does them, just not really.
1: Yeah, I, I do, but just you know, I keep it at a at a limit, man. But um, yeah, man, I I, I thought that um, you know, I always wanted to, to put a book out. I'm a humble dude, so in the beginning, I didn't think I was interested enough mm-hmm. to put out a book, mm-hmm. and it appealed to people. But this right here is more of a inspiring. You know, I'm trying to inspire artists or inspire people. You know, period, man. So, you know, it was a good way for me to get my point across as far as why I love music and why I write like I do, why I feel you know, like I do. And again, at the same time, hope hope to inspire um, artists at the same time.
3: I'm sure a lot of people do want to know about your technique. And, I'm, and you do have a lot of that in there. You break down the songs and things that you learn as you were writing and the lay back style. You even discuss... Marley Ma telling you yeah,
1: that you yeah. need to get a little more. Yeah. Happy. And yeah you weren't yeah. with it though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, You know, as much respect as I have for Marley and, and Shan, I kind of at that time knew what was best for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, in the beginning, I was barking a little bit. My style was all right. But as I got a little older and started understanding who I was and, and trying to be as natural as I can, you know what I mean? So, you know, it was just natural for me to kind of, you know, shape, you know, mold into my own shape and, and kind of, you know, be me. And it was against the grain, you know, like, like he said, everybody else is kind of yelling. Mm-hmm. But, um, I just felt like, you know, that's who I was and I can get over with that stuff. What,
4: what gave you the confidence to push back on Molly Mall and MC Shan? It was a
1: little, it was a little rough. Man, you talk you know, about on the train ride, how you yeah, thought about it a lot. Yeah, it but... up. I was hoping that I didn't, you know, um... Offend them. Yeah, it up, up. And, and, and even... You know, not listen and make a, a bad uh, decision. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, Marley, you know, he was cool with it. I remember, you know, in the in studio I was sitting on the couch and I started rapping. So he let the rhyme get almost to the end. He stopped the music. He was like, yo, why don't you get up and try, you know, put a little more energy in it. Told you to stand up. Yeah. Nah, he told me stand up. Yeah, he was just <laughs> like, put, put a little more energy in it. So I was like, all right. Started track over, started rhyming. Kind of like the same, same thing. Stopped it again, like yo, you know, what? it sound all right, man, but then why don't you try standing up? I was like, Molly, you know, if I stand or if I sit, man, it's gonna sound the same. <laughs> so at that point, I kind of realized what he was trying to do, and it just made me more defensive. And um, I'm glad I did it, you know. Look, looking back, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah. looking back, I'm glad I did it. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I said, you know, on a, on, a, on a ride home, it was like, you know, that's Molly, Mar, man, you know, he could have gave me some good. You know insight as far as what I need to you know get to the next level but I was like right that's you man that's you you can't second guess yourself
2: how difficult was it being from Long Island because at the time uh, it was it was Queens yeah it was, it was the Bronx it was, it was Brooklyn but y'all come from a, a, a an extended place of Queens almost long yeah, Island
1: yeah it Woke up it, it it was it was hard man um a lot of people from the city ain't take taken serious yet it felt like you mm-hmm. know what I mean like Yo, where you from I'm from Long Island You know, every every now and then you get that look. You know what I mean. But for me, it only made me, you know, stick my chest out a little more, stand a little firmer. You know what I mean? Because I, you know, I felt that I was, I was ready for what it was, man. But you know, like even in the rhymes, rough enough to break New York from Long Island. I was trying to let them know then, like I know what it is, I get it. But you know, I'm trying to, you know,
2: because most people think of Long Island, they think of the Hamptons, they think of Caucasian white families. They don't necessarily know that there's hoods in Long
1: Island. Indeed, indeed. So
2: did Marley ever admit, admit he
4: was wrong? When he said that he, you would put people to
1: sleep, you, did he? <laughs> you, yeah, that's, that, that's crazy. But um, I remember we did a show together um, shortly after the record came out. And I'm walking up to the back door. I look up. I see Marley and Shan standing there. So I walk over to him. And I look up again. And Marley's smiling. So he's like, yo, I get it now, man. He said, I get it, man. Like, yo, the record is dope. I get it. And then he, he even said, yo, I'm glad you, you know, stuck to your guns. Mm-hmm. He's like, I get it now. Mm-hmm. He didn't really say he was wrong, but he, he let me, <laughs> he let me know. Word up. It, was, but that's it, true. it was dope, though.
3: Because you dope. say that, too. You can't always do what everybody else is doing. A lot of times Indeed. they see artists being successful and people try to emulate what someone else is doing, right. thinking that's my path. But a lot of times you have to do what's different Indeed. than what's yeah. out there right Word now.
1: Up. You got to do what works for you. you know? I don't know if it was you know intuition. I don't know if it was just me being stubborn. I was kind of stubborn when I was young. But whatever it was, you know, I'm, I'm glad that um, you know, I stuck to my guns and understood what was best for me.
2: And then you finally got your deal. Yeah. Now, now explain to how did you finally get that deal? Um, being so different, funny, your rhymes so yeah, it, it was
1: it, it was a funny story, man. I was I was sitting at the crib one day, and before that, I went to a friend's friend's house and made a tape, cassette tape. I think it was like 30 minutes on each side, rhymed on each side. I thought I was gonna be a football player. Quarterback, yeah. Quarterback, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I made me one more tape and was going to take it to college. So whenever, you know, somebody started beefing, I had to rap and just put my tape in. So you walked around with a boombox, man? Well, <laughs> that tape, at least, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, tape, right. But um, somebody knocked on the door one day. Alvin. Alvin Tony, um, old friend, uh, played on the football team together, too, my man. Knocked on the door. and I go to the door, I look out, see somebody with him. And, I, you know, my thing was, don't bring nobody to the crib. Mm-hmm so i'm you know i'm already a little upset when i see it with somebody especially somebody i don't know so i look so i'm like yo you're like yo yo this still work with um molly mall and, and magic and such and such you looking for mc to so i'm like all right but at this point still i'm kind of steadfast on going to mm-hmm. college man i've been working out get my little you know throwing on you know getting getting myself in shape mm-hmm. and you know so i was like alright, let him in went downstairs and um you know, he told me he worked with BLS, you know, uh, Marley and all of that. So I got the tape, put the tape there, started playing it. He, sat there, he was like, yo, you know, we can go, we can go, you know, go to Marley house and make a record. I said, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to make a record. I, I've been rhyming. It, it felt like for so long, I was content with being a neighborhood rapper and wanting to go to college. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, he was like, yo, I know Marley, man. You know, we can go to his house. We can get in the studio. So um, I said, all right. Spoke to him for a minute. He left, and maybe two, three weeks later, he came back and was like, "Yo, you know, I want to go to Marley's House. You got something?" I was like, "Nah, but you know, we can, we can whip something up. You know, already, am Let's do it." Went downstairs, my uh, moms and pops, a uh, little hangout spot. Ran through some crates, grabbed some records, and and, and started the journey, man. But um, you know, it it, it was um, it was one of them things where you you kind of you kind of happy about the situation but then again you know you kind of passed that you know what I mean right.
2: so it was just one of them things where I was like yeah, whatever if it happened you know what happened now you mentioned your mom and pop's crib, right you, was, yeah. you went to the basement to get records yeah now what was their mindset when you started doing music cause of course hip hop was frowned upon back then they thought yeah. it was going to be yeah. a, something that only happened for two years yeah. you got a scholarship you about to go to college you talk about rapping yeah world
1: is born um it was one of them things my mom um you know, she she was in the music heavy. She sang everything from jazz to opera. My pops loved music, you know, and you know he even managed my older brother with, with a couple bands that they had. So music, the love for music was in the house. Um, they knew how good I was in football, you know what I mean? But you know, I played instruments since I was in first grade. They knew it was the love they gave me. The love, you know what I mean? My mom's embedded that in me, so they they kind of expected it. But, you know, they was cautious. They was like, you know, is is this what you want to do? I'm like, you know, such and such. They um, gave me the pros and cons, you know what I mean? But they seen I loved it, and and I guess they felt I had potential. So they let me chase my dreams. I had to, to, you know, leave high school and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, when I met Eric, like I said, it was one of them things like, yeah, all right, if it happened, it happened. It happened. I was still in school. Eric come over to the house one day. He was like, yo, you going to have to sign out of school. (sighs) I was probably crazy, man. I said, I'm oh, you're going to have to sign out. they ready to go on a big tour. So I went and sat down. My mom's and pop's spoke to him. You know, my mom's gave me that look. My pop's was, you know, more encouraging because he he knew, you know, well, look, if it don't happen, you know, he can come back and he can finish getting his education. You know, my pop's was one of them, you know, kind of dudes. He understood. But mom's is a little more hesitant. And um, a matter of fact, I had to promise her that I would get my GED.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you
2: get it? Ah, uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. You know what
1: I
4: mean? I'm still young, man. Still young. But um, what was the tour, and how much money was it? Because I'm trying to figure out was, how do you explain this
1: to your parents. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. It was it was a tour with LL Cool J, Houdini, um, couple you know the 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 the, the big the big dogs in the game. So that they, sounds
3: promising. Yeah.
1: So they knew like, well, if he's going out with with, with these people here, then maybe you know he he got a. But were well, you getting paid though? Oh, yeah. We was getting right.
2: All right, we got more with Rakim when we come back, though. The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Rakim the God. Charlemagne. You know, you evolved the lyricism in hip-hop.
4: Like, rappers weren't rhyming like they are now before you. Thought provoking, correct. You know what I'm saying? So who do you think
1: evolved lyricism in hip-hop since you? Since me? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think since me, um, a lot more styles, um, came out, um, like I I, I like the way Bus and um and, uh, and Twister was flipping it, you know what I mean? Like I just started like hearing different styles, people pushing it, you know, to the next level. Um things like that. I always liked um, you know, to take it back a little bit, I always like people like Sadat because mm. you know, he always kinda rhyme without the regular cookie cutter format, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But um I just I just like when I hear something refreshing and different from just you know what, what's out already.
2: Mm-hmm. What about now? Anybody now? Um,
1: I don't know. It's kind of right now. It's a little. I don't know if I, I want to say over my head, but it's it's you know the rap now is it's more um, how could I say it? It's more like uh, ad lib style of me. It's like what I would do on an ad lib. Right. But um, you know you still got you know rappers out there just doing thing. Of course Kendrick, you know, push mm-hmm. the ball. Super lyricist. World is ball. Um, you know, you got J. Jay, Jay Cole that's, you know, Lyricist. pushing the ball and letting everybody know what it's supposed to be, you know. Um, so so luckily there's still, you know, that, that essence of, you know, what it should be out there and, and, and young. Right. You know what I mean? It ain't like somebody like myself saying it gotta be like this and the young kids mm-hmm. looking up like, but um, it's good that, you know, it's young cats out there pushing the ball still, you know, being lyricists. And, mm-hmm. and, you should and, check out Rhapsody too. You like Kendrick and Cole, you like Rhapsody. Rhapsody, yeah, uh-huh. I, heard, I, heard, I heard he was dope. Oh, she is a woman. She, oh, she, yeah, she, yeah. I heard she was dope. Yeah. Now,
4: now, for someone who takes their pen as serious as you, who mm-hmm. takes writing as serious as you, you tell that in the book, what do you think about rappers who say, we don't write, we go in the booth and we just... Well, that's... The, the,
1: that's the now, I, I could freestyle, but I wouldn't, you know, try to freestyle a record. Um, to me, that's, that's. you know, that's, that's a skill that, you know, certain people possess, like Jay... Jay say he don't write. If Jay don't write what I had, Jay is dope as hell. To me. Yeah, to so mm-hmm. be able to do that and say yo not. First of all, I can't even remember the rhymes I write. You know what I mean? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta yeah. write them. I gotta read them, and then I gotta play it back for a while. <laughs> Probably because when I when I'm writing. What I what I just wrote is like like I don't keep going back to the top. Mm-hmm. Once you know, when I'm writing, I stay at that point to try to get to the next point. But to me, that's a gift, be able to do that, man. And you know, some people some people have that gift.
2: Is it Biggie had it too? Biggie. Yeah, oh.
1: yeah. That's
2: you know. Did ever did ever get a chance? Like we talk about longevity in the industry. Did ever become a chance where it was difficult for you? Because you know we look at artists like your LLs, your Run DMCs, yeah. your Busta Rhymes, who seem like they've always had performances or albums was there ever a time where it was like it was difficult to get shows because at one time they might have not been messing with the the older artists was it ever difficult at all nah um, I think
1: the shows was, was always kind of easy I think trying to find that passion to get back in the booth when the game was uh, changing from you know like the 90s the late 90s on into the gangster rap mm-hmm. um, it was just trying you know hard trying to the lane when everybody was, you know, you know, talking to gangster rap, and and you know me, I knew that was contrary to what I do. But but that's where you from though. I know, but I didn't I didn't glorify you know the gangster rap. It was more of a um, it was more of a I guess feeling. But I try to, you know, you know, I always try to, you know, put consciousness to my rap things of that nature. But y'all,
4: were, y'all had y'all gangster ways because I was told that you were the only popular New York rapper back in the day who could go anywhere at any given time by jewels, himself yeah. and not have with the jewels on and not have yeah. no problems.
1: Well, yeah, you know what, 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 what we, what we knew in the street was, you know, I try to keep that in the street. But um, yeah, we was heavy in the street. We 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 um tried to take, you know. Take our loved ones out the street, took them on tour with us, and you know things of that nature. But um, I tried to, I tried to separate the two. You know what I mean. I didn't want to um, number one, I didn't, I, I didn't want to uh, exploit their lifestyle. You know what I mean. And I didn't want to um, try to exploit the game in in my style. So you know, it was a conscious uh, decision that I made back then, and, and I'm glad I did it because you know when we look at hip hop today. It's hard for rappers to separate themselves from mm-hmm. the street life that, that we live or the people that hang around us and the music. And a lot of times, you know, that, that conflicts with, you know, what it is. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy and, and, and lucky that, you know, I was able to make some of the decisions that I did and, and do things the way I did it. Because the outcome could have been a lot different for me.
3: Yeah. Right, because during that time, you also signed with Aftermath. Yeah. And that was the issue that you guys had. Yeah. Him wanting
1: you to be my gangster yeah, yeah. rapper. Yes, man. He, uh... Really? Heard a lot of stories. Yeah. Um, somebody that we knew was... They had moved out there and was working with Dre. And they kind of... I guess they used to tell Dre, you know, some things here and there. And, uh, me and Dre would sit down in the studio. And I started getting, you know, catching a pattern. Dre would be like, Yo, will not you, um... Such and such, or we'll be talking. and Be like, yo, remember that story you told me the other day? Won't you? See? I'm like, nah, Dre. That's 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 reality, man. That's my man. That's caught up in the bond. That's going through that. Shit, that's, excuse me, going through that. That's real life. But uh, yeah, man, he, you know, but that's Dre's. That's Dre's. Uh, that's his um mo. He likes, you know, that's what works for him.
3: Did you ever Thanks record anything where you were like, okay, I'm gonna try it and see how it comes out?
1: Um, Dre, he would he would present a track nine times out of ten he'd be like I want you to you know talk crap on this one but my way I guess of talking crap is a little different you could curse huh I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that I, my way of talking <laughs> shit <laughs> there you go. a little talking different crap. you know what I mean then, then but um yeah he would all yo talk shit on this one man. talk shit but um I would I would I, I would get a little grimy than I usually would, mm-hmm. but it was still, you know, not not cross the line as far as he wanted me to. He wanted mm-hmm. me to tell stories and, I guess, be a little disrespectful, but uh, you but, know that, that ain't right. But isn't
4: that that's put you putting the wrong things in the baby's brains?
1: Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And I thought like like funny thing that I always said was like Trey, man, we we've been there, done that. I used to always run that bomb, figuring he'd catch on, but nah, you know this is what it is and. You know, this, they, they, this is what they respect, isn't right. Like. So, you know, we tried. We did a couple joints here and there.
2: But, um.
3: I said, because you were on work. Truth Hurts. Yeah, really, it didn't. The, huh? the, I mean, The Addicted, Um, yeah. you were on that song. Well, he's
2: on the joint with, with Jay, the, what's it called? The R. How, how did you and Jay get up and do that record? Oh, that, the R? The Watcher. The, the Watcher. Yeah, Watcher. The Watcher. yeah, yeah. That record was
1: tough. That, that was actually a, a joint that Dre had for, the, for a movie. And he wanted to do part two. I don't know if they was doing part two of the movie. Mm-hmm. Drake came up. He was like, "Yo, you know, want you to put a verse on it." Originally, it was supposed to be for Drake. So he sent me the track in New York. I sent it back to him. He had it for a minute. and Then he played it for Jay. And Jay heard it and and basically bought it off of Drake. So um, yeah, it was one of them joints. I'm glad. I'm glad Jay did it. I up because um you know I got a lot of respect for Jay and I needed that at that time. You know what I mean? Why'd you need it? Um, just to I guess solidify for me you know what I mean like at that time I've been out since 86 um, everybody was categ- categorized rappers old school or this mm-hmm. and things were starting to separate at that point and to be able to you know be on a joint with Dre and Jay you know what I mean just let people know that you know yeah I've been around for a while but I still know what I'm doing and I'm still you know I'm still here.
4: Do You think people overlook the '80s? Because even when you see like these top ten, top twenty lists, it's like yeah, it's like it's yeah. like they
1: they they ignore the '80s. They ignore yeah, yeah. the Canes, the Rockems, the I, KRSs. I, I think I think they kind of I don't know. They it's, it's like they want to judge hip hop after that. Like that was just I don't know. Like that was the the measuring stick on how it should go. And then now it's you know what what they feel. But um, you you can't say who's the best or or. You know, top 50 without even going back to, like I said, Melly Mel and um, Grandmaster Cass and them cats, because you know I got the utmost respect for them. Mm-hmm. And I feel I wouldn't have been as good as I was if I wasn't watching them kids mm-hmm. like I was. You know what I mean? So you gotta you gotta understand what it is, and you gotta respect uh, the history as well as the present, man.
2: All right, let's get into a Rocm mini mix. Let me know your favorite Eric B and Rakim joint right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> That was a Rakim mini-mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Rakim. Anybody take shots at you coming up? Because, I, we, you know, we had, uh, we had uh, Eric up here. Um, and he was like, he told us a story about... Eric Sermon. Eric Sermon. Mm. He told us a story about one time when y'all ran He ran. Y'all ran Y'all up in the store and he said he was scared to death. He thought he, y'all was going to f- beat his ass. Mm. But, you know, who took shots at you for being a lyricist and, and coming so strong? Was there any artist that took a shot at y'all, that y'all had rap battles? Any old school beefs? Um, No. Besides Eric Sermon?
5: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I thought they tried to, tried to get fly with me one time. It, it, was, it was something... It was dealing with hip-hop, but kind of outside of EPMD and Eric being rock camp. Something happened with somebody that they met and somebody that I met, and it got a little funky. But um, I think, um, like, I don't know, man. Like, me and Wine Dance, where I grew up, I was pretty much uh, known since you know, I, had, I had a couple brothers and sisters that kind of paved the way. So I was a little griff, mm-hmm. you know, in the hood. I was also a little wow. You know, I caught my first gun charge at 12. Mm-hmm. So, at 12? At 12? Twelve years old. Where well, was you carrying a gun at twelve? Everywhere, yeah. everywhere. You needed you know I mean? to at the time. Yeah, Lord. You know what I mean? And yeah. at that time, I'm, I'm I'm rapping. I'm hanging out with people that's in high school and in college, going all over Long Island. You know, some places in New York. And I'm you know eleven, twelve years old. You
4: you always was advanced. You wrote your first rhyme at seven. It's carrying a gun by twelve. <laughs> <laughs> well
3: he was an old soul. <laughs> old soul. Jeez. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is there
4: any lyrical war you wanted to happen? Following up on every question a little bit, because like we hear the rumors about Kane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, KRS One. Do you look back and be like, you know what? I, I did want that smoke. Yeah, you I know what? that
1: smoke. You know what? Like, um, people used to always gas me and Kane. <laughs> and know, um, I think it's in the book where um, people tell me, "Oh, he talking to you, right?" I don't mm-hmm. know, man, but. So it got to the point, I think Kane said something. Um, I see leaders and I laugh. So it was like I <laughs> went to the studio and did let the rhythm hit him. And the whole song was for Kane. But it was like four bars in it where I said something. I said his, you know, said something directly to him. Eric B. Brother was Ant Live and Kane friend, G-Rap friend. So he took the track. As soon as I finished it, took it over to Kane's house and played it for Kane. So I'm sitting at the house in Long Island. Oh, man, hey, what up, man? What's good, Rye? Kane want to talk to you. As soon as he said Kane, I was like, Shh. I know he ain't just go to Kane's house. Kane house and put him on the phone. I wasn't even thinking about the track. You know I mean, I, said, I know he ain't just go to this dude house and put him on the phone. Yo, what up, Kane? Yo, right, yo, man. I just heard the track. <laughs> like, you I just heard did. the track, <laughs> bro.
2: That's
1: like yesterday. Yeah, yo, man. I just want to say, you know, I, you know, I don't got no beef with you. I don't be uh writing rhymes about you, this and that, man. You know, people be gassing, boom, boom. He's like, yo, but I ain't got no beef with you. You know, and, and I'm not, you know, speaking to you. And I'm. So I'm like, word, man. So, you know, I just, I had to respect that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He called me, spoke to me like a man and told me, yo, I ain't got no beef, such and such. So I went back and took it out. I went back to the studio and took it out.
4: So you said his name directly at, in the original version?
1: Um, I said, I said, uh, ripping your wrath in half. Who gets the last laugh? and um, something just before that but I let mm. people you know Ripping Your Wrath in Half okay yeah you know he had um, The Wrath of out, and then he said you know I see leaders and I laugh I said Ripping Your Wrath in Half who gets the last laugh followers become leaders but without a path you're mentally paralyzed triple your G- Crippled your third eye. Rhymes a blur. Then it occurred that you heard I reduced the... F- you, know I mean? so I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was just... You know what I mean? So that, that 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 was one of the joints where I was getting mad. And, and like like Kane said, they was gassing me. It was probably gassing him. Every time I make a song, they tell Kane, oh, he talking about you, mm-hmm. vice versa.
3: Thank God y'all didn't have social media. Y'all might have really went to Oh, yeah. it would have been, been on the Jeez, Would have been on I the
4: pop. I saw, I saw Kane, Kane on Drink Champs. He said he still would batter you for a half a million dollars.
1: That's some good money. I think we can get a little more than that, though, Kane. Yeah, <laughs> I think we get a little more than that. You still, but, you, can, you still think you can get at Kane? Um, put it this way, man. Kane, Kane is dope, but like, I I, I can't let nobody. You know what I mean? I do whatever I have to do to to get, get in his ass. I love you, Kane. Mm-hmm. I do whatever I got to do to. You know what I mean? But um, you know, I think at this point, me and Kane styles are so different. Mm-hmm. I think back then it was a little more similar with the. Um, fighting, it'll make you choke, you can't provoke, you can't cope, you just broke broken came with the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think we was more similar then, man, I think, but I um, think I got a little, uh, got into a little more of the conscious rap, and um, you know, came, Kane is still Kane. but um, yeah, man, like, you know, at, at this point, you know, you know, I'm still cocky, you know what I mean, <laughs> and, and you know, I, I, I don't think nobody is better than me, that's just my mindset, and, and, and when I start thinking different, I I should quit rapping. What's your relationship with Eric B? We all right now, man. It was a little shaky. I know it was shaky for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But we good. We just did a little Mm tour. Went on a little road Mm tour. And like with me, I I felt like, you know, I was a little bitter about the situation, you know, the business situation me and him had. But at the end of the day, you know, it was bigger than me and Eric B. Like the people that supported us and got us to this point, I think I owe that to them, man, so.
3: And that's another thing a conversation could have fixed back then. That's yeah. right.
1: Yeah. If what you guys would
3: have communicated and he would have said, up. this is the problem I have, and you could have just...
1: Or oh, 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 my man had to say back then, is like, yo, Ralph, I f***ed up. <laughs> that's it. And he had to say, yo, this right. thing, yo, I'm sorry. But I should have signed Yo, Rob, I f***ed up. <laughs> All right. Don't Dap just... out. we we'll not do that sh- again, man. And we keep it moving, but he wouldn't uh, admit it was a mistake. That was a problem. I'm big on principle. <laughs> you know what I mean, but... Maybe he was mad that you thought uh, the title, Eric B. was president, was corny, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, sweat the technique. I love you, E. You know definitely, that, kid. Yeah. Definitely check Go it out. Go get this right now. Rakim, <laughs> sweat
2: the technique, Word and we God. appreciate you for joining hey, us. No
1: doubt. Thanks for the We've welcome. We've been
2: up man. here 10 years. We've been trying to get you for about 10. and We, we finally got you. Word. All Word. right. It's the Breakfast Club. It's Rakim. Yes, sir. Peace and love, y'all. It's time, time,
0: time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Oh on The Breakfast Club.
3: Well, looks like Malik Yoba was doing his press runs and he was sitting down with The Root and he had some issues. He was uh, responding. They asked him to respond to a Facebook post by Mariah Lopez-Ebony where she accused him of soliciting sex from her when she was 13 and 16 years old. And Malik Yoba responded that he didn't know her. I have no idea who she is. And things went left, okay? Apparently, according to Malik Yoba, he sat down with the person interviewing him. Blogsworth. Yes, Blogsworth. And they had a whole conversation about what was going to happen in this interview. Here's what he said.
1: What do you say to trans black women who say that you're centering yourself and that you're being opportunistic? So you and I sat for four hours the other day. Correct. And we decided how we were going to approach this. We went through a number of questions. We decided how we were going to approach this. And, and we we're said actually recording,
0: that we, and the more you talk, the better, the
1: worse it looks for you. That's really? what I'm saying. Yes, sir. This looks bad for me. Yes, because Check I'm, I'm asking a number no, no, of no. questions. We're done, bro.
3: Okay. All right. Well, it got a little worse from there as Yeaks. things escalated. And he just didn't appreciate the questions, I guess, that he felt like they hadn't agreed on. He wanted to talk about policy and focus on that. And I guess he had broken down what was going to happen in each part of the interview. And then here's what happened with Blogsworth. We
5: sat
0: before hours and you're going to stand some allegations you the is wrong with you this is my life can you guys not this is like that's up man true. And we, we have like is wrong with you man we, we- that for four hours all right, all right, all right. don't tell me all right. no. i want the cards you can't use any okay. of it there's no releases signs i want the cards out of all
4: these cameras we can't
3: we give can't you our cards All right, so the people that were in the room, by the way, while this was happening, it was two video producers for The Root, two people who were representing uh, Malik Yoba, which were his 18 year old daughter, and also his 18 year old daughter, and The Root's senior video producer, Malik Yoba's uh, publicist, and The Root's video producers. They all tried to calm him down, but he was very upset. He continued to curse until he left the studio. Now, he is supposed to be co hosting a workshop leading up to the Transnational Visibility March uh, this Thursday. Nope,
4: not until you go to an anger management workshop, Malik. (laughs) <laughs> okay, learn how to control your temper and your emotions.
3: Yeah, even when he was up here, he just didn't want to address certain things. I guess he felt like uh, it took away from the conversation that he was trying to have. He's
4: been in the business too long to be reacting like that. He doesn't know. like
3: uh, people resp- uh, saying what social media said. Well, he doesn't it was, like social media at all. There's the charges all and allegations
2: against him. I think when he came up here, he just wanted to talk about uh, the conversation of if him being attracted to trans women and how that affected and having that open conversation. He didn't want that conversation. But if somebody brings up the allegations, just say they're not true and keep it moving. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you make you it been, a
3: bigger deal when exactly. you get mad.
2: You've been in the business way too long
4: to be reacting like that, and when you react like that, people will automatically think you're guilty. But I also have two questions. What were Blogworth and Malik Yoba talking about for four hours? Uh, and, and also, who had the best uh, This Is My Life, R. Kelly or Malik Yoba? We- I'm
0: fighting for my life. Okay. This is my
4: life. Ooh, let me hear that again. This might be a close. Let me hear it again now. No, you stupid. Hold on now. Play it one more time.
3: I'm fighting for my f***ing life. This is my f***ing life.
4: I'm going with R. Kelly. R. Kelly still got it. Still got the best This Is My Life.
3: All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
2: Oh, my goodness.
4: Y'all don't want to vote on this one? <laughs> no. No, I'm not messing with you, Hey, man. Taylor, put a poll up on Breakfast nah, Club page. Boy. Who had the best This Is My Life? Malik Yoba or R. Kelly?
2: Well, who are you giving right. your donkey to?
4: Neither one of them. <laughs> That's for sure. All right? <laughs> okay. But uh, it's going... But! <laughs>
2: it's so what?
0: <laughs> uh, we need to grow up
2: in why, here, Why man? don't
4: you? I'll be grown until you start acting immature. I'll be perfectly grown until you start acting like this. We need
2: to grow up. No.
4: <laughs> so it's so a teacher in Long Island who needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with her. Uh, racially racial and insensitive class assignments we need to discuss all right we'll get into that next keep it locked it's
2: the breakfast club good morning you are a donkey (laughs) it's time for donkey of the day (laughs) donkey of the day huh i'm gonna fatten all that (laughs) around your eye they want this man to throw them blows man they They wait for charlemagne to tap these gloves let's go they had
0: to make a judgment (laughs) of who was gonna be on the donkey of the day they chose you it's the breakfast club bitches
4: who's donkey of the day today Yes, Donkey today for Thursday, September 26th, goes to a woman named Shelley Scully. Oh, the mayonnaise is heavy in this story. Now I was looking at fox5ny.com as well as Daily Mail online, and they both reported a story about a social studies teacher at John W. Dodd Middle School in Freeport, Long Island, named Shelly Scully. Now, what is Shelly Scully being accused of? Well, a woman named Darlene McCurdy took to Facebook to let people know that her as well as her granddaughter had some concerns about Shelly Scully's class assignments. Would you like to hear what is the assignment that has people in an uproar? Let's go to Fox 5 NY for the report, please.
5: A controversial assignment is being called racist and insensitive in Freeport. This after a social studies teacher at John W. Dodd Middle School handed out an assignment for students to come up with a funny caption for photographs of slavery because she didn't want to be bored. Pastor Arthur Mackey Jr. says photos of the assignment were widely shared over the weekend on Facebook. It shows different pictures of former slaves during the Reconstruction era. Mackey calls it downright disturbing, especially when we as a country have made so much progress. Mackie, along with some community residents, are calling on the district to terminate the teacher's teaching certificate. In a statement, the Freeport superintendent of schools says any insensitive comments made by staff are taken very seriously. However, no further comment could be made as an investigation is underway.
4: You gave the kids pictures of slavery and asked them to write funny captions about it. Uh, Do I need to continue? No. I do some donkey today. they saw themselves. Okay, I'll just talk a little bit more. You know, when I hear quotes like this, I think of the words of Malcolm X when he said, uh, only a fool will let his enemy teach his children. What does that quote mean? Malcolm was basically saying black people need to build their own schools and take control of their kids' education. Okay, you have to educate children in the ways of their culture to maintain their culture and to, to advance our interests and maintain our survival. You cannot help but to be reminded of that quote when you hear stories like this. Why, Shelley? Why? Okay, you wanted kids to make funny captions of slavery because you were bored? <laughs> I know what this is. So you be on social media, probably Facebook. Okay, there's a white Twitter, too, just like there's a black Twitter. And, you know, you and your fellow human jars of Hellman's, y'all be on there trying to be funny and witty and as creative as black Twitter. And you don't got no bars. So being that you don't got any bars, you did what plenty of white people uh, have done. And that's let black people do the work and white people take the credit for it. Okay, I'm saying all that to say, come up with your own meme caption, Shelly. All right. And it's one thing to have a cultural blind spot. Uh, say something, do something that you may not realize is highly offensive, but Shelly, come on. You knew this was offensive. And when you are the descendants of the oppressor, the privileged, the children of those who actually benefited off the blood of our ancestors who built this country for free, you can't make jokes about black trauma simply because you're bored. Please let Chelsea Handler give Shelly Scully the biggest
2: hee-haw.
3: Hee-haw! Hee-haw! That is way too much Dan Menes.
2: Alright. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, indeed. Now, when we come back, ask ye 800-585-1051 if you need relationship advice. Or any type of advice, you can call ye right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Right, we are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask ye. Hello, who's this? Hey, how you doing? My name is Karen. I'm from upstate New York. All right, man. What's your
0: question for ye? Oh, first of all, how you doing, Charlemagne, God, DJ, MZ, and Angela Yee? Good morning, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I've been listening to y'all for a while. I'm on the road right now. I listen to y'all podcasts all the time. Thank you, bro. My red black privilege and all that. Yeah, so y'all dope. But basically, my question for you is so about a month ago I was over in this club area in upstate Rochester, New York, and I came across this beautiful girl. We caught eyes and the energy was just there. It was magnetic, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. from there I approached her and she gave me a number and stuff like that. So one thing led to another and I started pulling up on her. So she kept it real with me from the jump. Like, listen, I got another situation going on with a guy.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And I didn't know how serious the situation was. Okay. So eventually I took her out on a nice date and she wanted to return the favor. So I allowed him to take me to Dave and Buster's and it was really fun. We had a great time. That's cute. And that Yeah, so you know, it led, it led me to ask her. I'm like, yo, listen, so... You and this dude, how wh- what's going on today? You know, because you taking me on a date like. Or, <laughs> sorry about that. Why are you taking me on a date? <laughs> boom. After that, she tells me like, yeah, you know, I see him, you know, one to maybe three times a week. He might come over. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you that's
3: can't true. handle the truth.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, I took the truth. I ate that. I ate that like a chin. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I kept pulling up on her, and um, we ended up doing the do. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I was with her and. We did the do, and this is a, our third time doing it. And it was like, um, it was like crazy. It was crazy. And she told me it was crazy. But then afterwards, when we were finished, like, I bring her home and we were talking outside the house and she told me, hey, I think that um, I just need to have two weeks without seeing you. Wow. You know, and then she texted me. When I got home, like, you know, I miss you already, you know, and I, I just don't know what I should do any further with the situation. Like, I don't want to cut her off, but I'm feeling like I might have to in order to keep my sanity.
3: Well, Cameron, to tell you the truth, sounds like she cut you off for two weeks already anyway, so you don't have much choice when it comes to that.
0: When I woke up in, um, this morning, I went to sleep early last night. I woke up this morning, she had called me three times.
3: Right. So she told you she doesn't want to see you for two weeks, though. Correct. All right, so she called you, but is she trying to see you?
0: Like, that's the thing. She's like, I don't know if I can do this two weeks thing, and it's just, like, real flip-floppy. So I'm, I'm wondering, should I just take my own personal time away from her in order to, to gain that space between each other that she feels we need? Here's the
3: because thing, Cameron, she, is that she was very honest with you, right? And so you respect yeah. that. She told you she had a whole other situation. You just don't know exactly how serious it is. Seeing somebody three times a week sounds a little serious to me. You know how it long does. she's been dealing with this other guy?
0: She says she'd been dealing with him for about uh, two months.
3: Oh, okay. So it's still fairly new. Does she want to be in a relationship?
0: She said she doesn't know what she want to do right now. But I personally, I'm not sure if I want to be in a relationship. But I know I want to keep rocking with her, you know?
3: All right. I mean, I feel like this. If you're okay with being perhaps treated the way that you're being treated right now and that's cool with you and you don't even want to be in a relationship, then <laughs> do what you feel like doing. However, if you feel like your feelings are involved now, starting to get involved, I mean, it hasn't been that long. Y'all had sex, what, three times? and yeah. So yeah. it hasn't been that long, so anything could happen. It's still fairly early to make an assessment.
0: Right. I think that's very true. And I, and I just wanted to uh, thank you for taking the time out to listen to my question and give me advice. It's an honor to talk to y'all. If you could, check out my Instagram, or maybe you could put me up as a candidate for somebody who does want a relationship.
3: I thought you said you didn't want one. Listen, I mean, listen, but if I find
0: the one, then you can't deny that. You know what I'm saying? If you find the energy, then it's <laughs> you know. But um, I'm definitely looking for a mentor. So I'm 22, just graduated with my communications degree. So if y'all have any opportunities, definitely please reach out. All right, t- um, tell us your underscore, Instagram. Underscore. Let's see if
3: the ladies will like you.
0: All right, underscore, underscore, Instacam. And then one more. In- Wait, hold underscore. on.
3: Underscore, underscore what?
0: Instacam. Like, instead of Instagram, put c a m, And then okay. one more, underscore.
3: Right, see me on there. I just came from France. I hear you talking about France all the time on the station. Oh, yes. Okay, man, I think I see you. you. All right, I see
2: you, Cam. All right, bro. Have a good right, one, man. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can hit ye. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Right, we are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hey, how you doing? My name is Cam. I'm from upstate New York. All right, man. What's your question for ye? Oh, uh, first of all, how you doing? Solomon the God,
0: DJ, MZ, and Angela Yee. Good What's morning, up, how are you? Been, I'm doing pretty good. I've been listening to y'all for a while. I'm on the road right now. I listen to y'all podcast all the time. Thank you, bro. My red, black privilege and all that, yeah, so y'all dope. But basically, my question for you is, so about a month ago, I was over in this club area in upstate Rochester, New York, and I came across this beautiful girl. We caught eyes and the energy was just there. It was magnetic, you know what I'm saying? so mm-hmm. from there i approached her and she gave me a number and stuff like that so one thing led to another and i started pulling up on her. so she kept it real with me from the jump like listen i got another situation going on with a guy mm-hmm. and i didn't know how serious the situation was okay so eventually i took her out on a nice date and she wanted to return the favor so i allowed him to take me to david and buses and it was really fun we had a great time that's cute that, yeah so you know it led, it led me to ask her i'm like yo listen so you and this dude how wh- what's going on today you know cause you taking me on a date to, like, or, <laughs> sorry about that you taking me on a date, so, boom after that she tells me like yeah you know I see him you know one to maybe three times a week he might come over <laughs> so, <laughs> so well,
3: you can't handle the truth uh, yeah
0: you know I took the truth I ate that I ate that like a chimp mm-hmm. and then afterwards I kept pulling up on her and um, we ended up doing the do mm-hmm. so yesterday I was with her and we did the do, and this is a, our third time doing it. And it was like, um, it was like crazy. It was crazy. And she told me it was crazy. But then afterwards, when we were finished, like, I bring her home and we were talking outside the house and she told me, hey, I think that um, I just need to have two weeks without seeing you. Wow. You know, and then she texted me. When I got home, like, you know, I miss you already, you know, and I, I just don't know what I should do any further with the situation. Like, I don't want to cut her off, but I'm feeling like I might have to in order to keep my sanity.
3: Well, Cameron, to tell you the truth, sounds like she cut you off for two weeks already anyway, so you don't have much choice when it comes to right.
0: that. When I woke up in uh, this morning, I went to sleep early last night. I woke up this morning, she had called me three times.
3: Right. So she told you she doesn't want to see you for two weeks, though. Correct. All right. So she called you, but is she trying to see you?
0: Like, that's the thing. She's like, I don't know if I can do this two weeks thing. And it's just like real flip-floppy. So I'm I'm wondering, should I just take my own personal time away from her in order to, to gain that space between each other that she feels we need? Here's because the thing,
3: Cameron, is that she was very honest with you, right? And so you respect yeah. that. She told you she had a whole other situation. You just don't know exactly how serious it is. Seeing somebody three times a week sounds a little serious to me. You know how long she's been dealing with this other guy?
0: She said she'd been dealing with him for about uh, two months.
3: Oh, okay. So it's still fairly new. Does she want to be in a relationship?
0: She said she doesn't know what she want to do right now. But I personally, I'm not sure if I want to be in a relationship. But I know I want to keep rocking with her, you know? All
3: right. I mean, I feel like this. If you're okay with being perhaps treated the way that you're being treated right now, and that's cool with you, and you don't even want to be in a relationship, then do what you feel like doing. However, if you feel like your feelings are involved now, starting to get involved. I mean, it hasn't been that long. Y'all had sex, what, three times? and
5: yeah. So yeah. it hasn't
3: been that long. So anything could happen. It's still fairly early to make an assessment.
0: Right. I think that's very true. And I, and I just wanted to uh, thank you for taking the time out to listen to my question and give me advice. It's an honor to talk to y'all. If you could, check out my Instagram. Or maybe you could put me up as a candidate for somebody who does want a relationship.
3: I thought you said you didn't want
0: one. Listen, I mean, listen, but if I find the one, then you can't deny that. You know what I'm saying? If you find the energy, then it's there. <laughs> you know. But um, I'm definitely looking for a mentor. So I'm 22, just graduated with my communications degree. So if y'all have any opportunities, definitely please reach out. All right, t- um, tell, um, tell us your underscore, Instagram. Underscore, Let's see if the
3: ladies will like you.
0: All right, underscore, underscore, Instacam. And then one more. Inst- Wait, hold underscore. on.
3: Underscore, underscore what?
0: Instacam. Like, instead of Instagram, put c a m, And then okay. one more, underscore.
3: You probably see me on there I just came from France I hear you talking about
2: France All the time on the station Oh yes Okay I think I see
3: you All right, I see you Cam All right,
2: bro have a good one man Ask ye 800-585-1051 If you need relationship advice You can hit ye Call us now It's the Breakfast Club Good morning (laughs) What's
4: so funny? I want to salute The Jerk Kitchen man uh, In um, Teaneck, New Jersey Mm -hmm. Marvelous Marvel From Negrell Village Okay That was a Caribbean spot I was there yesterday I would be, I've been there a couple of times, but salute to the Jerk Kitchen. Shout out to the Jerk Marvelous Kitchen. Marvelous marvel. What's happening?
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Cardi B.
0: Listen up. It's just in. All
4: the gossip, gossip. Gossip.
0: The rumor report. Gossip. Gossip. With
3: Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Angie Martinez's show Untold Stories and Hip Hop debuts tonight on hey! TV at 10 p.m. Nice. So, Dropping a clue so, for Angie Ma. Tonight. You can hear Cardi B tell her stories, and she did tell one story that we have for you right now. There's a lot more on the show, but listen to what she had to say about being sexually harassed at a photo shoot. I will never forget how I went to shoot for this magazine, and, like, the photographer, he was just, like, trying to get close to me. Like, yeah, you want to get in this ma- magazine? And he pulled his... Out. I was so mad, and it's just, like, this is crazy. How do you handle it? I was, I'm bugging. I'm out. And you know what's so crazy? I told the magazine owner, and he just looked at me like,
4: so, and? Wow. Jesus Christ. I bet you won't say no, and, or so, and now.
3: Well, yeah, Angie Martinez did ask her if she still experiences anything like that at this stage. And she said, oh, hell no. Hell no. I'll put you on blast on my Instagram, so. Yeah, and
4: not only that. I mean, that that is the beauty of the, the Me Too Time's Up movement, right? They, they, they made men shift their whole perspective on things mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Culture had to change because culture was trash.
3: All right, now, Takashi 69 his sentence is going to be determined today. So get your mouth ready, Charlemagne, because the (laughs) prosecutors might say that his cooperation is enough to sentence him to time served. So we don't know what's going to happen yet. He's facing 47 years, but after taking the stand, he could get out as early as next year or do, maybe even time served. Do we have that audio Charlemagne first, saying?
4: It, first of all, if, let's, let's, put this in, cash, let's, put, let's put this in context. Take some more when, water. Let's put this in context. When I made it this wet. statement... somebody Put it in, put it in there. Y'all going to let me talk or y'all going to keep talking? <laughs> when I made this statement, somebody said to me that Takashi 9 69 is not going to get no jail time. He's not going to have to go to court. He's not going to have to do nothing. And huh. I was like, you are bugging. Because clearly this person... Uh, isn't from the environment we from to know what Takashi was facing. So I said this: If Takashi six nine beats this case, I'll suck his dick. And let's be clear: <laughs> no, talk, about, talk about, talk about, talk about. Listen, words matter. He didn't beat a case. He didn't beat a case. He cooperated. He didn't beat his case, people. But y'all uh-huh. stupid, so you he know. Nah, don't, we'll you to beat the case. He that won't have the, to beat nothing yeah. after this. <laughs> y'all, don't, y'all don't care about <laughs> words. Nah,
3: we don't care about words. <laughs> with I'm going to tell you something,
4: though. If I was Takashi, mm-hmm. I wouldn't hide from nothing. I would really test this era mm-hmm. and see how lame but that's what he's it doing. is. My first day out, I would do a freestyle over the firm, phone tapped, and then I'd drop another freestyle over Nas. It ain't hard to tell. All In right, well, takashi 69
3: is not planning to go into witness protection. For what? And he has rejected that program as soon as he's a free man again. So I'm
4: dropping a freestyle over Nas. It ain't hard to tell, and by tell I mean tell on you. He's gonna have
3: <laughs> he's gonna okay. have around the clock security. <laughs> I'm wrong with you? And- you not. That's what he says. Please,
2: how and he says he, he, says pay he does it.
3: plan that his music career is going to take off again. He still
2: has, said he has some money, so he's gonna have. And a And they security. do have a
3: Takashi Six Nine docu series that's about to go on Snapchat. It's being produced by Complex
2: on Snapchat.
3: Yes, on Snapchat. Oh, yep, you're right. They what asked...
2: do you mean a docu series? Yeah, it's a docu series. They're interviewing people and they're talking about the case and what happened. And I think it's something that's gonna happen on Snapchat. They asked me to, if I would also. Oh, it
4: don't got nothing to do with Takashi. Yeah, no, it no, it's, it's on Takashi. No, no, no. I mean, he's not involved. No, I don't with think it. he's involved. not getting any money from. We him. don't know if getting money or not? I don't no, think so. No, they, they asked me to be a part yeah, of that, too. too. You know, it's just like a talking head thing where we're talking about yeah, the yeah. case and the impact it had on hip-hop.
2: Yeah, did you do it? No. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: All right, congratulations I'll to pass. Cassie. She got married, so congratulations. Congrats. Her and Alice Fine. Congrats, they congrats, got married congrats. Wednesday, yesterday in Malibu, and director Peter Berg officiated, and there you go. So they're expecting their first child together. They got engaged in August, August 27th, and now... They're married. So congratulations. All right. Uh, Terrence Howard, let's talk about him. He was on the Late Late Show with James Corden, and he was talking about uh, a lot of different things, about Jesse Smollett no longer being on Empire. Here's what he said.
2: So it's like now he was the heart of our show, and now it's like our show is on um, a, a heart and lung bypass machine because the heart is gone, but we're still hoping that there's going to be a transplant and hoping somehow it'll come back together. Was
4: Jesse the heart of Empire?
3: Well, according to him, he said, you know, that's how the show really started off, with him taking his four-year-old son and putting him in the trash can because he wore high heel shoes down the stairs. And...
4: I, I would think that Taraji P. Henson is the heart of Empire. I would think that Cookie was the this, this straw that was stirring that drink. Jesse?
3: Uh, I'm just telling you what Terrence Howard said. Mm. All right. Um, yeah, I say Taraji. All right. Now he also, uh, as you know, this is
2: crazy. You gonna put that? Go
3: yes, we are going to talk about the comments that he made on the red carpet interview that he did at the Emmys. Here's that interview.
2: I've made some discoveries in my own personal life with the science that you know Pythagoras was searching for I was able to open up the flower of life properly and find the real wave conjugations that we've been looking for for 10,000 years why would I continue you know walking on water for tips when I've got an entire generation to teach a whole new world
3: (laughs) it went on from there but he also did say in this interview last night he said I'm dead serious as far as retiring he said I'm so dumb at pretending to be people I just want to be real for a minute why
4: do people think that was crazy what he said on a I recovery, know,
3: people didn't understand what he was talking about I'm saying. It's very because, long. Yeah,
4: just because I have no idea what he's talking about doesn't mean he's crazy. I just now, think Google some of the things he said.
3: He also said that he was debating not bathing for a month to discover himself. You yeah, think that's crazy? As well. What
4: debating not bathing? Yeah. What if he discovers himself? He discovers himself. Is it crazy? You're always knocking something because you don't know what it is. But what if that actually works? Not bathing for a month. If it helps him discover himself, I don't know what he's trying to discover. But. Sounds like I'll get jockeys.
3: All right, Nick Cannon is planning to host his very own daytime show. Right now, he's already hosting The Masked Singer on Fox and, of course, and Out. And he has uh, got his radio show as well. But he's planning to host and produce a new nationally syndicated talk show. Dropping a clues, bonds for Nick Cannon. Yes, here's what he said. You
4: guys know that I had the amazing opportunity to to fill in for Wendy. She let me come here and be with you all. And I fell in love with it so much that now- Talk show. I got my own
2: talk show. Uh, Started 2020. So I got this plan in my head, right? This has never been done on television before. I say, I'm just trying to stick as close to
0: Wendy as possible. So if Wendy come on and then I come on right after Wendy, two hours of funny.
3: There you go. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report.
4: Well, Nick Cannon's getting all the checks, but this is why you should never invest in Nick Cannon to do morning radio, okay?
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: you don't, don't think all. he could do it all? He could do it, he could do it in L.A. Ryan Seacrest does it. And eventually... Uh, he could do it in L.A. He can do a morning Ryan. and a thing. Yeah, Ryan Seacrest do it. does it. He could do it. Now nah, he, yeah. he, yeah. he would have to come here because of the time zone. He definitely would have to come here. He would have to come here because of New York. He would have to, to get the, the time yeah. ahead, and then he'd and to And Steve Harvey
3: was doing it. Yeah. He could do it. Damn. Yeah. Just because your
4: names on the show. Don't mean that you're there.
3: All right. Well, I'm That's what I'm saying, Yee, and that is your a lot rumor of feelings. Lucha, it Lucha, is a
4: lot Lucha of That's all I'm saying. He got enough time, you know, to back him up. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Nick on there by himself. That's all I'm saying. So maybe
3: he'll have a co-host on there or something. We don't know. Ryan.
4: Yeah, could be a lot of voice
2: tracking. I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs>
3: but it still might work. You know, he's gonna make well, it. Well, congratulations to Nick Cannon. Yeah, congratulations, man. congratulations to yeah. Nick Cannon.
2: All right, Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to the God, MC, Rakim, for joining us this morning. Rakim, I yes. That
3: was exciting. I've never interviewed Rakim before. So, that was really, really dope for us. Make Sh- sure you um, to go Rakim. get that
4: book, Sweaty Technique. If you're a creative, if you're a writer,
2: he really breaks down his writing process, and it's very interesting. Mm hmm. So salute to Rakim. So, shout out to Rakim, all right? Um, and again, shout out to everybody. I was out in Atlantic City yesterday. I don't know. Uh, Atlantic City can't hear us, right? It, it's pretty far out there, close to Philly. Or oh, they can't hear us? Uh, I've seen a lot of people out in Atlantic City. that say they listen all the time and, and want to say uh, shout out to you guys. Um, of course, I'm it's going to It's this thing called the iHeartRadio app, sir. You're right. Yes. <laughs> you,
3: you're <laughs> if you don't have it, right. download it. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, you're, you're
2: absolutely right. Well, they listen to us all the time and they wanted to say good morning to you guys. So shout out to everybody at uh in Atlantic City I'll be down there this week for my real estate seminar all right and
3: shout out to everybody who's been buying tickets for our lip service live tour which is really exciting for me and you know it's it's interesting I did this tour with Live Nation and I've been putting together everything myself I'm like a tour manager also so I'm doing all the bookings for like flights and rooms and everything it's a lot of work aside from that but I think I'm very um hands-on
2: you should do an after party in each city
3: no, I shouldn't because I still have to work in the morning. No,
2: sorry, You could do after we and hire your favorite DJ, me, to DJ <laughs> the after party week just like me. Make-
3: but however, I do believe our last date is in Chicago and I think I'm going to have a big party that night and after party. So we're already in discussions for that because that'll be the end of the tour. But in some cities, we are going to have parties. Uh, some of them I'll be at. Some of them I won't because I have to still get up, like I said, and do work in the morning. you be so, all right. Yeah, I'm going to rough it out. But I'm excited because we'll be in New Orleans, we'll be in Detroit, we'll be in some of my favorite cities, L.A., San Francisco, uh, D.C., Philly, of course, New York, Cleveland. So it's going to be a good time. All right. Atlanta. All right, when we come back,
2: positive note, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. State. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. And shout out to Angie Martinez. Her show premieres tonight.
4: Yeah, that's right. The Untold Stories of Hip Hop, 10 p.m., WE tv. I will definitely be at home watching WE tv tonight, man.
3: hmm you know Absolutely. I, mean? I have a date with the TV.
4: There you go. Some of these networks is doing some pretty cool stuff, man. When I look at Angie Martinez with The Untold Stories of Hip Hop, when I look at uh, Fuse TV, you know, finally giving to read a TV show because they long overdue. I think they premiere October 11th. It's good to see these networks uh, absolutely get some things right.
3: And the Roots um, actually have Questlove and Black Thought. They have a series that's coming that was amazing too. That It breaks down like iconic songs and it talks to you about the whole time period. I saw the one they did for Jesus Walks uh, which was really, really great on Kanye and they talked to everybody involved with making the song. It's really in depth but it's about iconic songs.
4: Hmm. What's okay. the, what, what the record? I mean, what network?
3: Uh, Hip Hop, The Songs That Shook America, and it's on AMC.
4: All right, well,
2: you got a positive note for the people?
4: Yes, I do. The positive note today comes from Maya Angelou, man. Uh, Maya Angelou says My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive. And to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Write that down today and apply it to your life.
0: Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done?